When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. We have that many penalties. You're concerned that your team's undisciplined and doing the wrong things, but we don't think we were. Um... So, uh, you know, do we have to not take penalties? A hundred percent. And I'm not blaming the referees. It's it's just we've got to find a way. And it's happened to us a few times over the course where we have to find a way just to to stay the hell out of the box. Dean Evason talking about his team last night. Welcome in. Mackie and Judd, Phil, out today, uh, at least for this portion of the show. He will be back in for Write That Down. So it is Judd. It is Declan. It is the day after a very disappointing 6-2 loss for the Wild at Nashville. Um, and so we'll, we'll basically turn Mackie and Judd into a Judd's hockey show. We won't even talk about the Wolves, who just put together a stinker at uh, Target Center last night. Got booed off the court. Good for the fans. Against Washington. Um, all right. So. First of all, I want to make it very clear I'm not panicking, okay? Okay. Like, people all right. are going to expect me to panic. They're going to expect Judd Zolgan to I'm panic. I'm a little shocked. Okay. Ten consecutive games with points, um, which will now be bookended with back-to-back 6-2 to two regulation losses to the Nashville Predators, which is almost certainly one of two teams, the Blues being the other, that the Wild's going to play in the first round of the playoffs. So this is this is an important conversation here. Like, I, I feel like I feel like the kid, the kid did something wrong. And I don't want to scream and yell, but it's a learning lesson, right? Yep. Like, because, you know, what's going on here, um, back-to-back defeats to the Predators, 6-2, to two, is not exactly a positive. No. So here's where, I'm, here's where I'm going to start with you on this, because there's a lot of takeaways. The, the true wild fans, the stands will say, they had 49 shots. They played fine. I mean, I'm going to start here. The Wild was a very different team construction-wise. Um, in many ways, playing last night's game than they were the last time that they lost at home, 6-2 to the Predators. So here's what I think was the problem just from a starting point last night, Declan. The Wild went into that game basically trying to prove we're a different team. We're tougher. Like those fights, I believe that in the end there were four, including three in, in the first period. Those fights were not accidental, and they certainly weren't all spontaneous. Those fights were sort of, uh, we're going to show you that we're tougher now. Because the Predators lead the league in majors. They are a tough team. Yep. 
they are a bigger team mm-hmm. or certainly have size. And so I think the Wild went in very much with a game plan of saying, let's show them that we're tough too. I think we've seen something from th- this team. And this is true about the Wild before the deadline when the trades were made and now. When they get away from who they are, who they truly are, that doesn't mean that they're not tough. But when they try and make a statement that sort of flies in the face of just their their natural organic game, they're not as good. They're not as good. And I think that there was such a, a focus last night on trying to make a statement instead of and, – and this is not an anti-fighting rant. This is a – they were trying to make a statement instead of just allowing the game to come to them and playing – the game that they played so well against Carolina and Washington over the weekend that I think we've seen when this team does that, it's a bad starting point. They need to be, they, their identity is to allow themselves to be themselves, not to, not to get out of body and try and try and show the Nashville Predators we're tough too. If they have to, that's fine. But when they're going in with that plan, I think we saw the result, which is they get away from an identity of who they want to be. Well, it it's cliched, but anytime you get a team out of its rhythm and you take their game away, it it makes makes it hard to win, right? Um, look how the Wild were able to suppress Colorado a few weeks ago, and I was like, oh, if if this if they take Colorado away from their game and they get guys like McKinnon in the box and they frustrate the top line, I like the Wild's chances, right? Nashville said. Well, we're going to get physical with you. We're going to force you to drop the gloves. We're going to force you to also take a lot of penalties. We have one of the best power plays in the league, and Nashville does. And we're going to beat you that way. And to be honest, that's how Nashville should win hockey games. They have a good power play. They're not afraid to be physical. They have a great goaltender in, in, in Sarles. So I'm not surprised that they were able to frustrate the Wild out of their game necessarily. And yeah, I mean, it's one game. Um, and it has... And this season and going back a little bit further, Nashville has kind of had the Wilds number. Um, but if if the Wild get out of their game, and again, cliche answer or not, if you take a team out of their game, you're probably going to beat them. So so Na- Na- Nashville, I think, gave a little bit of a formula, right? Like that that's that's the thing that I think Wild fans would have to be a little bit worried about that they took away their game, and St. Louis is going to play a similar style. They don't have as good as goaltender as Sarles, but but they, it, St. Louis also saw a recipe of this is how we can beat the wild of physicality. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, but the problem I thought was last night, especially, I don't think that Nashville, I don't think it's a credit to the Predators. I think the Wild went into to that, that game because I think we had two fights within like the first 130. Yep. Where the Wild, where, where the Wild was purposely trying to initiate that stuff to show the Predators were tough too. We can, and look, you are. You're tougher. That's awesome. But I think the Wild basically played, by by thinking that they were making a statement, they played into the Predators' hands Correct. by allowing themselves to be manipulated. Right. And that's not right. them. And they, look, I mean, the formula for what the Wild did at one time was flat-out awesome. Yeah. It was fun. But that's not the league now. That's not the game now. And, and the game, and the, the Wild's game, ideally, is to play a tough, rugged, but really pretty damn good skating game. And the Predators and Blues love, you know, they love that. Okay, let's play tough. Um, I think what you have to do, what the Wild didn't do from the face-off last night was they didn't embrace what makes them good. 
they basically were trying to say we're a tough guy. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, you're tougher. There's no question you're they're tougher. tougher. I, yeah, they're I tougher. Yeah, but that's not your. But that's still not your game. And and what? Just the fights showed that. But the Predators three for three on on their f- first three power plays, three of four for the game. And the reality was, I think one of their goals came a split second after a penalty came to an end. So really it's four power play goals. And then the other problem too, the health of, of Dumba. Dumba got hurt. It yeah. sounds bad. Um, not good. I, I think they are describing it as upper body. My guess is what a shoulder. He was, Dean he was not harnessed over. Yeah. I did not, not, not ideal. Yeah. Dean said not good. So not good. if a coach says that, so Again, a guy who is absolutely key, top six, you know, top four guy, is out now. So yeah, there was not there was not a lot of good, and I I know that they got a ton of shots, but I just don't care about that. There was not a lot of good to take away from that game. I'm not panicked, but between between the fact that that is another loss to a divisional opponent who you very well could face in the first round of the playoffs, mm-hmm. and Dumba now being lost for you know, late in the regular season, a significant amount of time. I'm also not going to say that this is a, that this was a good loss in any way. No, it wasn't. Um, before we get into the dumb injury, cause there's obviously a lot of takeaways we can get there. If, if they, if he is indeed um, out for a significant period of time, potentially the season, um, you know, Na- Nashville has played the wild really well the last few years. And, you know, I, I think there was now a fear of, Oh my God, like if they, if they play Nashville, no, this isn't just a walk in the park. They could get bounced in the first round. Um, I I tweeted this out last night because it reminded me of, of this, but in a different way. So remember last year when the, the pandemic shortened season was ending and, well, are we going to get Colorado or are we going to get Vegas? And who do we match up better? Well, we match up better with Vegas. We, we, we've beaten Vegas historically. We just match up better. That, that should be no problem. I want to play Vegas. And then it turned out that I know that game went to a seven-game series, but Vegas was up oh, three to one. The Wild stole five and six. Um, you end up being you end up losing a seven game series to a superior team, and and the regular season success that you've had against them for the most part was irrelevant. It was irrelevant, and all I care about is postseason success. So, if if they get the Predators, and I'm scared because of what has happened in the regular season, that's not to say that I have trepidations, and then there's formulas here that can be taken away that you can't you can't use against them and against yourselves in a playoff series. But I, I just this is me also not panicking. I wouldn't look too much into how the Wild have played them in the regular season because come playoff time, it's going to be a completely different beast and the game is going to change. So if you're a Wild fan and you're worried about potentially playing the Preds because the fact that they've, they've beaten you a lot in the regular season lately, I wouldn't look too far into that. That's all. That, that's kind of how I, the, my grand scheme after that loss, that's my biggest takeaway that I also had. Well, and two, the takeaway is this. Any team that you play can bounce you. Yeah. Like there is no, and, and it will. And to be clear, it might be very disappointing, and I understand that completely. It's not an upset of any. There's no if the Wild beats the Preds in the first round, or the Blues, or conversely, the Blues or Preds beat the Wild. There's no upset here. Like this is no longer. There, there was a time in this league where you got the first round opponent and tried to kick their ass. Um, there is nobody who will, who the wild, who, uh, will potentially play first round who doesn't scare me. Like there's nobody who I'm going to say, oh yeah, you should beat that team. 
every anyone you might play now in the first round can beat you. Sure. And and you're not making this point, so I don't mean to to put words in your mouth. But at the same time, if the Wild lose a first round series, it's going to be a ma- I would say a massive disappointment. I would say it's a massive disappointment. That's what I said. Disa- it's a massive, di- but it's not surprising. There's no one that there's no one that they will play in the first round that I will be surprised if they lose. It's a mm-hmm. big disappointment. Yeah. But the fact is, you're not playing. You no longer get a team that snuck in and stinks. Yeah. And and so yes, be disappointed. You should be. I'll tell you right now, Bill Guerin will be yeah. extremely. But if they play the Predators or Blues especially and lose in now, – now, it's a bust if they get swept, no question about that. But what happened last spring, unfortunately, is pretty normal. Like you play a team like the, the Golden Knights who are good, you lose in seven. I mean, it's still a good series. It's disappointing. Yeah. But But the reality is – there's nobody that you're going to match up against that can't bounce you and that you can honestly say, I'm shocked by that. I get you. I, don't know, I get you there. Yeah, like I, the I Predators think, beat you. You can't be shocked. I think the, the biggest takeaway is, I think the only thing that really scares me more too about Nashville over St. Louis is just, I, I, think, I think Saros is a better goaltender. Um, he's been Huso's, dynamite. Huso's played really Huso's well. Huso's good. But, no, Huso is a good goalie. Huso's There's, been good. For sure, but, but Saros, in my opinion, is legitimately one of the top three goaltenders in the NHL. And and he has the ability, as we saw last night, you fire 49 shots on him, and he stopped 47 of them. And because the WoW couldn't stay out of the box, and Predators also have a very good power play, um, you're going to lose. So, so I, I yes, Huso's good. I'm not, I'm not discrediting him there, but I think Saros is legitimately one of the best goaltenders in the league. And, and he has that capability that we always talk about of, of Nashville, all they have to do, like th- think about if you're a Preds fan here, all you have to do if, if to make a run in the playoffs potentially, can we be good on special teams and can Saros carry us? And that's, you know, if their offense isn't great, right? Like they don't have juggernauts and I know Yossi's having a phenomenal season for a defenseman, but in general, they, they don't really, they don't have sexy firepower on that roster, but, but they do have a good power play and they have great goaltending, two things that you absolutely need in a playoff series. And if I was a Preds fan, I'd be riding that fact. Yep, and they've got guys that that can score. So yeah, they're 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 going to be either of those teams are going to be bit tough. I the my key thing is this: the Wild needs to play the Wilds game. Don't get out of body. Don't mm-hmm. do. I'll I'll be very disappointed if the Wild gets suckered into again. And I'm a little bit surprised that they did last night because it clearly didn't work. Um, if they get suckered into playing or trying to play or trying to show their opponent, we're tough. We're t- just lo- just let it come, let it progress. Like if you need to be tough, that's awesome. Be tough, but you don't need to initiate that. You you are the thing that you've got, especially. I mean, you've got Krill bleeping Kaprizov. The thing that you've got is you have got, you have, in my opinion, in any. So if you play the Blues or Preds, especially. You have the best player on the ice. Yeah. You have the best. Find ways, find ways to create room. That's awesome. And and I will go back to what I've been preaching now for a month. The other thing is, to your point about the playoffs um, and potentially being d- different than what we've seen in r- regular season games against the Blues, who I believe have only played the Wild once in the Winter Classic and drubbed them, and that was an outdoor game. I don't even count that, really, because it's a weird game. Or the Predators is... Dean Everson's going to have to have a plan. Like there's going to be a coherent plan. You're not going to go in and say, well, this is just our, our game. I think it starts with that, 
but you're also going, you need to have a plan for, okay, if they shut down the Kaprizov line, the Fiala line can score. Like you need, there, there's going to be back and forth scheming, which is awesome to watch and fun. But those are all things that go into a playoff series. I just want to make it very clear that there is a big difference to me between the Wild lost in six or seven. Um, I'm really disappointed. I'm mad about it, which is fine. That's understandable. And that was a bust. Yeah. There's nobody you're going to lose to that's going to be a bust because they're all good too. Last thing before we get to uh, Dumba's injury here, you know, analytically last night, mm-hmm. of course, you for the Wild out possessed the team. Goals for it looked like the Wild should have scored more goals from where they were putting shots on, but they didn't. And this is this is the prime example, prime example of don't look one sided on on a, on a result in, in in analytics and a box score. This is exactly why, right? Like if if you if you didn't see the analytics, like if you never even looked at them, and you just want all right, I'm going to watch this game with my eyes, and I'm going to I'm not going to even look at analytics for this game, and I'm going to say who won that game. You would you would have the decisive fact that yeah, Nashville kicked your ass. You didn't stay out of the box, right? Yeah, their goaltending was phenomenal. It was great. You lost that game. You shot yourself in the foot. This is where you have to blend your analytics with your eye test. Yes, analytically. 49 shots on goal, where those shots were coming from, high danger situations. The Wild should have probably scored more goals. But guess what? Saros is a damn good goaltender and can stop those pucks. So you have to, yes, don't panic. Don't panic, but also blend both right. these things together. That's, that's, right. that's the best usage Absolutely. of your analytics and, and eye tests is blending them together. Well, don't be one-sided with it. You're 1,000% correct. And, and it gets back to, with your eyes, I can t- say this. The, the advanced metrics might be kind to how you played, but you didn't play your game. You have to play your game. Yes. You have to do that. You have to. They got caught up. I. That's the thing is, and, and this is not to blame it, but the one thing that it, analytics can't take into account is the human portion of the game. And when you go in saying, we're going to make a statement, and the team's like, okay, cool, bring it on. And you're like, oh, that didn't really work. Um. So, yes, I, I agree. This is a perfect example of of where you, you can find that you can blend things. And look, too, the goaltending since the deadline trade for Flurry has been absolutely phenomenal. Last night, Flurry was not. Now, do I blame him for the loss? No, absolutely not. I don't. Do I say he didn't play great? Yes, I do. So, and, and this gets back to, in the playoffs, you are going to need your goaltender if you know let's just say like last year it's a seven game series you're going to need your goaltender to probably steal you minimum two games Mm -hmm. and if Saros plays like he did last night and Fleury plays like he he did last night advantage Saros so yeah uh yeah let's talk about Dumba being hurt but before we do that let's talk about something positive because this is going to be a little bit of a downer let's talk about our experiences with chill boys underwear both the long johns which are fantastic and the boxers chillboys.com chill boys is a local company but just as importantly or more so they're a local company that's perfected the art of making underwear for guys and i'm going to tell you right now I gave up in life on this topic a long time ago and thought, Declan, underwear is underwear. Like, you know what? I'm a boxers guy. I have been for a long time, but I'm just a boxers guy. Like, I'll just go buy boxers. They're they're fine. They're boxers. Same. Chill Boys redefined my definition of acceptance. 
And right now, much like the Wild should have done last night, when it comes to my underwear, I'm always playing my game. And my game is chill, boys. So I'm not sure about you. I think that that your experience uh, echoes mine. Yeah. But I think we have both found that our game is played in a much better way with chill, boys. Yeah, no, it's it's a 200-foot game with chill, boys. Is that what it is? It's a 200-foot game. North, game south, long underwear. Yep, defensive end. I bet Friday. End. I bet Friday at the opener, Declan Goff mm. wearing chill boys. I, I, yeah, my long johns most likely too. It's long gonna be a little, little, little chilly. So yes, I will have my long, my chill boys on. Some Minnesota-based company, Tom Score North sent you. It's a great company. All right. So if Matthew Dumba's out for an extended per, uh, period of time, which it appears from the tone that Dean Evison took in describing his upper body injury last night, that he, he is. And I've got a prop here. I've got a prop. How do you feel? How do you feel about the fact that it is Kalen Addison time, Declan Goff? Well, here's Kaelin the thing. Kalen Addison, the bobblehead. Look at the mustache. Look at that mustache. All right, but but here, here's the thing. I, I yeah. want it to be Addison. I, I don't know if it's going to be. So with... with I think it has with, to be. Well, it has to be. It has to be, but here's... For that style like, of game? But, but Judd, they've never given him the keys to do, to do it yet. No. Yeah. Well, so, it, well, actually, in fairness, they did. I believe he played in like three or four of the playoff games last year. So they 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 have given him some big, important minutes. But yes, you're right. I full time there. I that. would. I, I want him to to replace Matt Dumba. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. I want him in the lineup. I want him in there over Merrill. I want him in there over Goligoski. You know, they've been rotating between Kulikov, Merrill, Goligoski as the extra defenseman that's been scratched, and now I just have this horrible feeling that they're going to default to the veteran player. And I think what Bill Guerin Knows Addison well. He was there when he was drafted in Pittsburgh. He got him back in a trade with Jason Zucker now two years ago. I don't know if Garen is in love with Addison's game as time has progressed. Mm-hmm. Now, I, agree with that. I will say, if he indeed is plugged and played in Matt Dumba's spot, and Addison plays very, very well, this creates a new great thing for the Wild because it's probably going to provide some evidence, right, that they could move on from Matt Dumba this offseason. That's kind of the, the fun fun little part that they could potentially do here. Because if Addison yeah. comes in and plays well and plays the game that Matt Dumba does, he plays it at a cheaper level, they could potentially yeah. move on from Dumba. Yeah, there's so, there's so many talkers off of this. One is the Dumba thing, the health thing, really. It's, not, it, it's worn me down. It's worn, and look, it's not, it's not his fault often, but my God. So uh, I'll meet you halfway. Okay. On the talker of the replacement, because as we record this, it certainly does appear that Dumba is going to be be out for an extended period, which, if that is true, means into the playoffs, probably. Um, I'll meet you halfway. I don't see any way on God's green earth that Kalen Addison is going to be put by uh, Brodeen in a top four role. I think it's going to be somebody else. I think they're going to take a veteran and promote yeah. him. Yeah. Now, where I will meet you halfway is depending upon the matchup, I think that he I, I think that he can sneak into the top six. Where I think there will be conversation, especially playoff wise, is this. And I am not passing judgment here. I'm not saying that I think what I'm about to say is a great idea. I'm saying I think it's the discussion, okay? I think the discussion is if you play Nashville or St. Louis, which are big heavy teams, they might be inclined to go with the veterans. Uh, because of the style of game and the fact that the defenseman's most important attribute is playing defense. Like the the offensive components, great. But if you're playing the Predators or Blues, 
those teams in your defensive zone, you're going to want to be a heavier team that can hit as well to a certain point. All of that being said, personally, I'm with you. All of that being said, personally, I think if the Wild wants to play, and this is what I've been encouraging, the Wild's game, unless there's something about Kalen Addison we don't get, like unless there's some big red flag that we don't see, I do like a guy in the top six who I think can move the puck, play on the power play, generate offense. I would be very curious to know, back to what you were talking about, what they've seen that they don't like, because clearly there's something. There's something there. It's not It's not as simple uh, yeah. of, of he's being logged down because there isn't room for him in the top four. There's something to his game that I think either Garen, not that it hasn't doesn't like yet, but it hasn't progressed to the point that he thought it would. And and this goes to the fact of um, the overarching theme of being in love with prospects, right? And you can't trade this prospect. Well, sometimes prospects don't hit their ceiling. To be honest, the majority of them do not hit their ceiling. Whether you're a first-round pick or a seventh-round pick, the majority of prospects do not hit their ceilings. It's more likely that those guys are going to either bust out or not hit their 100th percentile. That's just, that's a fact. And we fall in love with the idea of players eventually hitting that glass ceiling. And Addison might be a nice defender. He might be able to move the puck a little bit. But he might not be the guy that we all thought he was being a top four defenseman, right? Like, that's that's the thing that we have to kind of yeah. figure out sometimes with not just the Wild, but in all of, of, of Twins prospects, and when we're projecting first-round picks in the NBA and even football prospects as well, most of the time, these guys aren't going to hit their percentile. It doesn't mean he can't be a productive player. And I would love to give him get the opportunity to play a significant amount of minutes. But there's something about Addison so far that they haven't fell in love with. And, and last thing I'll say on it is, I will say, Dumbo was a little like this, right? When Dumbo first came up, eighth overall pick, Flint was going to be this hot-shot defenseman, and it took him a while to really find his game. It took him a long time, to be honest, to find his game. And then you saw it, and you're like, oh, okay. This is the player he could be, but then he, get, he still then, then he tore his peck, and then he still frustrates you, right? Like, that's just, that's the experience. It's it's the riding of, of that of that wave. So I'm, I hope he gets, Addison gets called up and he replaces the minutes, but I, I'm i skeptical that he actually does. I have, I have to be proven right on that. So I, I believe um, John Merrill, who got hurt here and didn't go on the road trip, I think he has joined them on this trip, and I think he joined them before last night's game. So if he is set to return, then he will be the first guy probably up against the Blues on Friday night to replace Dumba. Yeah, I and and the Addison conversation might come down to being as simple as this. Defensively, and, and this was true about Dumba for a long time. You just simply didn't trust him enough. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a problem. That's not good. But Addison does provide you with a puck moving ability that the that the majority of your defensemen outside of probably Spurgeon, Brodeen, and, and I actually I actually really like Kulikov. I think Kulikov, I I was shocked he, he got scratched. Like, Goligoski, I totally fine. got. Um, Merrill, I to- totally get. Kulikov, to me, is a step above those two guys. And I think he's more consistent. But, yeah, I think, I think Addison gets recalled at this point. And I think against some opponents he plays. In a big series, though, I don't know if they would play him. I don't know. And yeah, the, the prospect thing, and Bill Guerin has sort of shown this too. 
And he's done so much right that at this point in time, I just trust it until it's proven wrong. He definitely, and with Kalen, it seems to have gone a bit too far, but he definitely is in the camp of wanting to marinate guys, right? Like, like allow them to marinate in the minors. You've got Rossi, who, by the way, I think it's probably the right call, but he's still there. He, um, well, heck, Boldy did. I mean, Boldy, I thought, I still think could have probably been up for the playoffs last year. And I do think that there's a lot of teams that probably would have given him that opportunity. Um, now, did staying down at Iowa help him? Yeah, probably. But this is definitely a team that is very much anti putting players, young players in a position to fail, which I completely get. But in this case, if you give me John Merrill basically for Dumba, I mean, God bless him. But he's a but he's a bottom pair guy. Yeah, exactly. Uh so does Kulikov move move up? And do you put him with Brodeen and Goligoski and Merrill together? I guess it's interesting. It is. It's interesting. And this, and and again, with Dumba, the timing could not be worse. Could not absolutely be worse because that that's a loss. Um, All right. Final thoughts on this topic before we say goodbye and turn it over to Phil Mackey being in tow with us on write that down. Uh, Well, this is what I'm starting to get scared of a little bit is that um, injuries starting to pile up at the worst possible times. This is this is a, this is a fear, right? This is what I was talking about with Felino with you last week. That not that you just sit him because he's not worth it's not worth not playing him, but you're going to lose a guy to an injury here. Um, and yeah. and this is this is a fear that I that I that now might be coming to fruition with Dumba potentially out. So um, as they get closer and as things start to distance themselves a little bit more. Um, you got to start resting guys when you get close to the playoffs because I, I, I just, I, I would be so upset if they lost a core, another core player like this for an extended period of time. I think until they're locked in, dude, I don't think they're going to, and and there's a case to be made, but I don't think, I do not think this team will rest a soul of importance until they, unless they're absolutely positively locked in mm-hmm. because the points are still close. Uh, they, they played the blues on Friday and as of this morning, Recording this on Wednesday, I believe the Blues are three points back. Yeah, and so that and so then you fall into third, which costs you home ice. I want to say the Predators after the win last night are seven back, so they're a bit more back. But the point being is, with this GM and coach, I don't see any way that they rest guys unless they are one hundred percent by the end locked into a, a spot. Um, and I think they're going to fight their ass off to, to get home ice in the, the first round which is probably smart. Uh, my final thought is this, and, and it improved, but to your point from before about trying to define a game from a box score and actually watching said game, mm-hmm. find a way to win a damn face-off, a key face-off. The face-offs started off last night incredibly uh, one-sided towards the Predators and evened up a bit after that, but I think that there were at least two of those power play goals, Declan, scored directly off of face-off losses. You, I don't care if you fall on the bleeping guy's stick. you got to find a way to tie the puck up. That's my final thought. All right, sh- should we get to write that down? Let's do it. 
Yeah, most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd. Write this down. This is the big leagues, where we own our terrible predictions. Write that down. And keep track of each other's batting averages. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. All right, welcome into what we're going to call an acapella edition of Matthew Judd and Write That Down Wednesday because we are all remote. I am in a random hotel room in Cincinnati scouting the AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals here. Judd has one eye on Mackie and Judd, the other eye on uh, the wild game that is going awry here as we record this on a uh, Tuesday night. Yep. And Declan's just been drunk all night, so I'm not sure what's going to happen. Just here. hammered. There's a, I can't show you guys right now because I'd have to like tilt my entire laptop, but outside in the alley of my apartment building, there's like an exorcist style light that's just flashing and blinking, like the lamp, the entire street Dude. lamp. And, and it's been doing that since last night, and I think it's, it's an omen of things to come. The end for Minneapolis, huh? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, Max, Max told us. This is the wind tunnel, <laughs> now it's the North Loop. Mike Max tried to warn you guys. Mike Max told you to get out of hell. Minneapolis. <laughs> We're in trouble. And you We're wouldn't listen. Oh, <laughs> this is what happens, too, when all the Minnesota sports teams start to, like, play well and do cool things yeah. in the offseason. Like, we just we can't handle it. Our electricity system can't even can't even freaking handle it so all right when are you guys going to admit that you were wrong well every wednesday it's the most innovative segment in all of minnesota sports and really in all of the country it's called write that down and uh because you know i'm already off to a great start here let me pull this up so we can share it with the audience on youtube just uh you know just uh just on my a game here today gentlemen and by the way write that down is presented today by our friends at federated mutual insurance company Federated's been around for over a hundred years, helping businesses maximize their success. They're all about risk management tools and resources. And they've been a huge supporter of us at Score North, Purple Daily, Mackie and Judd. So if you support them, they support us. It's all very cyclical. And then they will support your business. So federatedinsurance.com. And remember at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. All right. How this works, write that down. Three predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. We can check the batting averages and home runs on the show. And listeners, if you guys want to participate, like our guy Steven is about to, uh, Bud Cave Steven, one of our favorite backgrounds of, of anyone who's been on Write That Down before, hit us up through the Score North app. Just send us a message through the, uh, the quick message tab at the bottom, and we'll get you scheduled for a future Write That Down session. Are you ready to be held accountable, boys? Yeah. Yeah, let's see it. It's been Have the Wild allowed any more goals in the last 30 seconds? No, since I've Flurry, been uh, Flurry's made like two outstanding saves or else it would be worse. This well, is just a meltdown. It's like, it's like that, 14 that, to 1 right now. So. But that matters, right? Because I, I had a wild prediction about but, goals allowed from last and I, week. And yeah. I left it off the board because I knew we were going to be doing this during this Wild game. Well, and we might have to do some math on the fly here. We'll do some well, math on the fly. It's 4 to 1 right now for the Predators as we okay. record this. All right. Okay. Okay. I'm sweating now. All right, let's start with Judd Zilgad. And we don't have any sounders or bells or whistles. We're going to spare you the buzzer here, Judd, on this one because we're, uh, we're fully a cappella with our remote setup. But UConn will win the NCAA tournament, and Paige Beckers will be the most outstanding player of the tournament. That was wrong. On both. I took a risk. I took a risk. I tried. Uh-huh. But you know what? I feel good about it still. Good like, you. it came from a good place. Shooter's going to shoot. Exactly. Came from a I, good place. Came from the heart. I think this next one 
is a home run because you said this before the tournament started. And it's not like a frequent thing that the Gopher men's hockey team advances to the Frozen Four. So, I don't know, Declan, you can call me off on this, but I think this is like one of those Joe Maurer 2009 home runs that winds up in the front row of left field. Yeah, yeah, a flower pot shot. We should make a separate home run category, flower pot shot. Uh, Yeah, this is a home run. Like, look, anything can happen in the NCAA college hockey tournament. So I I would say that this is a home run. And usually the thing that happens is the Gophers don't make it to the Frozen Four, right? Even if they get into the tournament. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, no, this this is a home run. This is fine. Okay, so Remember round the bases. Yeah. yeah, thanks. And then uh, I don't I don't really know if this is mathematically correct yet, but you said Bad. the Kraken will not make the NHL playoffs, yeah. and even if it's not mathematically correct yet, it will be true. soon. So, And you know what? I appreciate that. The Kraken did things right. Thank you, Seattle Kraken. <laughs> By tanking their first year. Yeah. I didn't tank. They just were expansion team. Expansion teams are supposed to be bad. So all right, I had one thing come off the board here. I said D'Angelo Russell will have a bounce back game against the Raptors with 18 or more points and at least three three pointers made. That did not happen. Neither one of those things happened. Uh, the listener. So Braxton had two things come off the board. He said the UCLA Bruins will win the NCAA championship. It's a, yeah. a bold prediction. That, that did was not... my March Madness uh, pick as well. I didn't to win it all? Down. Yeah, I picked UCLA. I, I just throw darts in in. Tournament time. I have no strategy. I think I've picked Gonzaga like six years yeah. in a row because at some point they're going to win the national championship. No, no they yeah, might not actually. I, I think I have put Michigan. I think I've put Michigan State in every Final Four I've ever done. Like, oh yeah, Tom Izzo. I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, Mr. Final March. Four. Yeah. Um, and then I said, uh, I'm sorry, Braxton said the Wolves will make the five seed and beat the Jazz in six games, and uh, that cannot happen at this point either. Okay. So. Two off the board for Braxton. Okay, so Declan, you see, so we'll get we'll get to the one that you sort of have in action right now. But uh, you did say Cody Rhodes and Seth freaking Rollins would meet in some capacity at WrestleMania, and they did. In fact, they mm-hmm. met in a great match. It was like a yeah. twenty minute match, and Cody Rhodes wound up victorious with a big knot on his forehead from some legitimate kicks to the head wow. from Seth freaking Rollins, and he is back in WWE. Now, you also made a prediction last week that the Minnesota Wild would not allow more than 12 goals between last week and this week's write that down. So we're going to spare you because the the final game of that stretch is being played right now. Mm -hmm. Technically, like it's supposed to be a Wednesday write that down. So how do you want to handle this? We're recording this as they've allowed at least four goals before we started. They got four on... um... I mean, we just keep it off the board, and, and we'll have to honor it as a, a thing that comes off next week if it indeed hits or doesn't hit. I think. Well, here's my question, though. But we're doing write that down. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like the the cutoff is now. Like, so so then that it, they they've allowed four goals, and now we're doing write that down. So then it the hits. More I think about this. Well, then it hits. Then that's right, right? Then it's right. But but, but have they allowed twelve or fewer? Uh, if what so they had, four. I'm looking at the schedule right now, but they they only allowed two in two games over yeah. the entire week. I was right? I was yeah, they'd have to allow so like six or seven tonight. Six, and then last Thursday they allowed. Are we counting the we're counting they the OT? Yeah, it was it was yeah. a legit OT goal. So Five, yep. so, uh, it's, so it's a ten. So it's so they're at ten. So oh, this is tough. I mean, listen, the the, the verbiage here is pretty clear. You said the Wild right. would not allow more than twelve goals between now and next week. Rather, now we're doing write that down during right the now. game. Yeah, and they've and so I feel but like in Declan's heart, in Declan's heart, he was talking about through this game. 
like, 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 well, but, like for- but, but the verbiage of the prediction, the like, what, what are we is- counting? Is it, is it what's in your heart or is it what you said out of your mouth? Like semantics. if they if they if they allow eight goals in this game, you're wrong, right? But we've right. already started recording, and the I verbiage is the down. Wild will not right. allow more than twelve goals between now and if next I, week. Write that I down, not the end of the game. Yeah, if I put Predators, all four teams listed in there, then I think we'd have to wait. But I didn't. I just said between now and next week's. Write that down. And I didn't say Wednesday's. Write that down. I said next week's. Write that down, okay. which is happening on a Tuesday evening. I think Young Declan is learning how to play the. It's yeah. time to play the game. If Declan had decided with with my earlier home run, I'd probably try and protest this. But sure. you know what? Scratch my back, so, I'll scratch his. I mean, that's okay. politics. Write that yeah. down. Yeah. Write that down is not a nice place to be. Something. No, it's not. And I no, so have, I learned yeah. that the hard way in an well, opening day prediction, which technically I guess isn't off the board yet, but it's it it bit me in the ass last week. Right. Well, okay. What was yeah, the, the the Sunny Gray thing? Yeah, the yeah. Sunny Gray thing. I assumed he was the opening day starter, yeah. and twelve hours later, it was Joe Ryan. Dude. Yeah. No. This got... is okay. So this is let's let's go in here. So the prediction is, <laughs> dude, you you're you're gonna back into this one. So yeah, your prediction, I, I as stated, is Sunny Gray will not throw more than eighty pitches on opening day. He won't. It's a it's gonna be a correct prediction. So you so you're you're not saying anything about whether he starts or not you're saying sunny gray your prediction was sunny gray will not throw more than 80 mm. pitches on opening day so all that has to happen is sunny gray doesn't throw mm. 80 pitches so if okay. he doesn't pitch it's correct and and again with the semantics if i said if sunny gray will start opening day and throw and, 80 pitches then it would have been wrong right because he didn't start and then correct. the second part would have been so you're saying so you're oh bukes to just hit the crossbar That's bad. um <laughs> So you're saying that if if we that we should have said you have to say he's going to start because if you don't say he's going to start, right. then I don't know. I mean, this is how the game works. This is this is listen. This is so, the write that down lifestyle right here. This yeah, is, no, there are there no, are loopholes. No, but, but what I'm there saying are, is we could have protested it and said we well, need to say he's going to start, but we didn't. And so. you could have and you could have protested this Seth freaking Rollins. What what is some capacity? And I said, oh, they're going to meet in some capacity because oh, I was yeah, sure it was a sanctioned match. But I'm fine with Well, it, I did that on purpose because I know you wouldn't have known that. Only Phil, Phil would have been able yeah. to. Yeah, to I'm not paying attention to that. <laughs> so, right. so, so, so you're, you're on so track for the Sunny Gray one here. Well, no, we, we're not. I mean, the Sunny Gray one. Like, let's say oh, Joe Ryan gets scratched sure. or something, and he pitches okay. and he throws ninety. Okay. But like, you're on track for that prediction. So okay. Uh, okay, so let's get to the uh, the updated batting averages here. Declan, you're actually at 471 with three home Good. runs after the oh. correct wild prediction. Just a scintillating start. Judd, you're at 361 with three home runs. I'm at 302 with two home runs. Listeners at 226 with two home runs. So, man, this is a just a white hot. This is like a Lou Ford 2004 yep. start to the season mm-hmm. here. Right. For Declan, That's this just, is just until I iron a shirt with my you know shirt on, and then I land on the IL and ruin my season. Don't most likely that. on the show to do that is probably is, Declan is probably so. me. I was telling Judd, I was telling Judd, I'm actually a steamer guy. I don't like irons. I have a steamer, a portable steamer. I love it. Yeah, but I that don't can hurt like an too. actual iron. I, I and I, maybe that's because of Lou Ford. I don't know. I don't do irons. Don't forget though that that my summer swoon almost killed me last year. So it's true. Like I I was at like 460 something the world was my oyster mm-hmm. i was celebrating i was dancing on a lot of graves and write that down and the next thing i knew i was at like 340 it's a long so, season right it's a long yeah it's exactly a marathon right. not it, a sprint it's a long year and karma usually gets you 
So all time, uh, Judd. So the, these stats have been tracked since 2018. We've actually been doing write that down for for two years prior to that. But uh, Judd, you have 213 career hits, 18 career home runs. I have 175 career hits, 17 home runs. Listeners lead with 21 career home runs. Declan, you actually have 102 hits now and 11 career home runs. So uh, there it is. And uh, just because of when we're recording this and logistics, we can't have our guy Bud Cave Steven on in the flesh and live with us. But he did send in his predictions via satellite. And so should we lead off here with with yeah. Bud Cave Steven with his first prediction? We'll go around the room three times. Hey, guys, how's it going? Uh, it's Steve from the Bud Cave here. Uh, Dex, Mackie, and Jug, glad to be back on the show with you guys. Sorry I can't be there in person. Uh, but excited to be back nonetheless. Uh, sitting here in the Bud Cave here. Judd, sorry, got to go with the Budweiser as usual, even though I love my Surly. <laughs> so I'm ready to make some predictions with you guys. Write that down. First one will be a three-part parlay for a wild prediction. So let's get to it. The Wild will finish the regular season with at least 100 points. Kirill Kaprizov will finish with at least 43 goals. And he finished regular season with at least 100 points as well. Write that down. Thanks. So that would be a new franchise record for goals in a season because Gabby's is 42, right? Yep. 42. And Eric Stahl. Okay. had 42. I appreciate too, Bud Cave Steven clearly has an affinity for uh, Budweiser beers, as you can tell, but he still yeah. throws in the love for Surly, which yeah. is the Purple Daily title sponsor. So Very we, we different appreciate brands. the love there. Yep. yep. Very different brands. That's fine. Appreciate that. Yep. All right, Judd, your first prediction here. All right. I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go with some baseball this time around. The Twins will win at least 80 games this season. So I, th- I think the Twins will win at least 80 games. I think they'll bounce back a little bit, and I'm I'm going to put them on at least 80 wins. <laughs> What's the scowl for from Phil? Well, just like, um, I mean, like they just they just signed Carlos Correa. Like you yeah. said, yeah, I'm not should. going. I do. I went like 97 last year. It's just it's a it's a ground ball up the middle that you're hoping yeah, you goes through for a single. You know what? I'm and getting the average six up. months in advance. It's a classic Zolk ad. Yeah. Oh, you're getting oh, your you. you're getting your average up maybe in six months, like yeah. maybe in six months. I don't know. Just to... look. This is the people see through a... you. Zolk. The people. Yeah. See no, through I you. know. But my strategy is clear. I, as I said, this is not a nice place to be. Like everyone thinks. Oh, write that down. Fun. How much fun do you guys have doing that? This is a cutthroat segment on which livelihoods are won and lost. I feel like you're just trying to pad your stats. You're more worried yeah. about padding your stats than entertaining the audience with that prediction. I just want to make that clear. And that's oh, fine. I just I just I just want the audience to know that that's what's I'm happening. I'm 100% here. I say that my goal is to entertain. Mm-hmm. I love our our listeners, mm-hmm. viewers, and then I go play like Kirk. Like that's how it works. <laughs> we're going to throw the ball down the field. Yeah. We're going to rip we're yeah. going yeah, to pull the rip It's all forward. about winning. Paycheck down. Another so you see that down. safety rolling over the yep. top. And you're like, yeah, actually, we're yeah, not I shouldn't have made that throw. Jefferson yeah, open. Yeah. Hey, there's CJ Ham. Safer pass. <laughs> all right, Declan, your first prediction. All, right. uh, all three of my predictions will come off the board between now and next week's. Write that down. Two of them being Masters related predictions. So I'll start with my first Masters prediction on CBS and ESPN Plus and CBS. Babbling. So my book. first Masters prediction Cam Smith. And Scotty Scheffler will finish top 10 at the Masters this Both. week. Both. Both yeah. players. And that's also, a, I think that's a home run if that happens. I think it is too. Uh, and also, 
so so you know how I want this also still to count where like if they're tied for tenth because you know there could be a lot of players tied for tenth. Do you know what I mean? I still want this to count. Does that does that make sense? Like there could yeah, be. So you're saying T uh, ten and T uh, ten and better top yes. top ten and ties. Correct. Top ten. Correct. I, I uh, off the record, mm-hmm. I do have a actual bet through a a, a a website that has Smith, Scheffler, and John Rahm all finishing in the top twenty at plus three fifty, and I've laid down some money on that as well. Okay. But I'm just going to further write that down purposes. I've I've actually I like how we... this might be bad. I've laid down a lot of bets on the Masters, and I'm not done yet. Uh, between the now masters. and tomorrow, CBS. There could be a segment right. of how wrong I was. Yeah. I'm going to come out firing here also with, I, I mean, I could make three masters predictions today, but you know, baseball opening day is happening. So let's, um, let's start with a masters prediction here. Okay. You know, I, I take the back. I'm going to, I'm going to save my masters predictions for later. Cause I do, I want to get this one out before one of you guys does twins related. This is the year that Byron Buxton finally puts together health and productivity to a greater extent. I'm not saying that he's just going to like play every game, but, Byron Buxton will be top 10 in American League MVP voting in 2022. Top okay. 10 in American League MVP voting. Which basically means if he's healthy, he will for yeah, sure be top say, 10. Uh, my, my prediction feels good now. Yours is more of a bunt than mine is. That Cojones would be top five. You're... you're Top ten. I mean, he's if he Wait, stays you healthy. Goat he's me top into it. You just predicted the he Twins said, no, were going to finish below five hundred. Soft at my prediction, and then yeah. you came back with he'll be top ten if he's healthy and he's not top ten. Everyone's fired. Then cut okay. him. Yeah, then fire everyone and cut him. Everyone's fired. Okay, I'm. I may adjust it later. But you for don't now, have to adjust anything. I'm 10. just saying. Don't <laughs> don't gaslight don't come me. here. Don't come yeah, here to my house. Don't come now. here to my house and crap on my Twins prediction, which I felt good about. I'm trying to be positive. Okay. You couldn't even. You couldn't have just said eighty-one wins for a five hundred record. It had to be a below. They're going to. The Twins are going to finish below five hundred. Dude, I picked them to win ninety-seven games too. last year and felt like an idiot. That's true. You did have the most Twins I wins. Would, I was such an show. idiot. Yeah. Okay. All let's right. get back to uh, to Bud Cave Steven here for his second prediction. Hey guys, it's Steve again. Back for my second prediction here. Uh, just we're going to go with the uh, Vikings prediction this time, and it's gonna be another parlay. Uh, Judd, thanks a lot. You stole my Wyatt Davis prediction from last week, so I guess I'll have to one-up you here this time. Uh, so write this down for my second prediction. The Minnesota Vikings will win at least 10 games this season. Wyatt Davis will start at least will start at least 10 of those games this season. And as well, for a draft pick, I'm going with uh, the Vikings will draft center from Arizona State University, Donovan West. So that's a, that's a parlay. Wow, yeah. dude. And I'm going to give him some leeway there. Cause I, 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 semantically we could hold him to the Vikings are going to win at least 10 games and Wyatt Davis will start the wins. But I think he just meant Wyatt Davis will start yeah. at least yeah. 10 games. He just, right. He just meant, yeah, he just meant he'll start 10 games. And honestly, this could okay. come off the board in a month if they don't draft this Donovan West guy. Yep. Correct. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think even without the Donovan West thing, that would have been a home run with those I, other two things. I, listeners, I man. They just come with parlays, for it, and they just, yeah, they always swing in from the the uh, heels, and nobody like tries to correct it. I love that. Like that he's, he's just like we don't get a Budweiser like, party deck, man. Zolgad buns. It's not going to happen to these people. Yeah. All right, R.I.P. Uh, Budweiser party deck. Is that what you just said? Yeah, isn't it truly now? No, the party. They didn't take there. the. 
They didn't take the Budweiser sign. Budweiser, oh, no, Truly is the old yeah. Metropolitan Club. Oh. Bat and Barrel is now Truly. Yeah, got it. Okay, the Budweiser. There, there were talks there. I, I, I know some stuff I can't tell you, but it oh. stayed. The were, they gonna, were they going to? Were they going to crowbar that Budweiser logo off the freaking face of the upper Let's deck? Let's just say that there were talks. It's a ten-year okay? contract. I, I, I'm sworn to secrety on some things that I know. Yeah. Okay, Budweiser is yeah. smart. They're like, let's put that big sign up when you build a new stadium, so it'll be a pain in the ass to ever yeah. like, who wants have to, to go to that? another. <laughs> it's, it's genius, very good point. It's a very good point. All right, all right, Judd. Second prediction. All right, I am going to go with a Masters prediction given the events of the past couple days because there's some there's some buzz around the Masters. There's some buzz and there's some excitement, and it's genuine. It's and great. here comes Buzz Killington. Yeah, Killington. It's a great kill story. It no, Tiger Woods will make the cut at the Masters. Oh. Tiger so Woods will one of my predictions. Will not only play, will not only play, but he will make the cut. No prediction on finish. No idea. And I'm not saying he'll play Sunday for sure because he, he could collapse, but he will make the cut. So I was, uh, I was watching, I think it was the, I think it was the ESPN pregame coverage or whatever you want to call it. Like, you know, 72 hours out yesterday and Curtis strange and some of the other golfers who've played that course a bunch say it doesn't do justice on TV, how hard and hilly that course is to walk. That's just like, 30 degree angles going, uh, you know, 500 yards down a fairway. Yeah. And, and then it's going to be wet and cold for a couple days too. So it's just going to be even harder. So initially I was kind of hopeful. I'm, I'm a little, and I'll make a prediction at some point here, but I, I'm, I'm a little worried about our guy, I guess is what I'm saying. Ordinarily I would come in with like full optimism because it's Tiger Woods, but I'm a, I'm a little worried about the, the condi- the conditions might be tough. I just want him to make the cut. I just want him to make the cut. Well, the line definitely because uh, this morning Tiger was plus one ten to make the cut, and now he is minus one ten to make the cut. So he's more, so he's they're saying that he's more likely to make the cut. Or they're mm-hmm. yeah, interesting. All right, Dex, your second prediction here. All right, second Masters prediction Mas- on CBS. And yes, Mas- Mas- hello, friends. Mas- Write this down. At least one of these five will not make the cut at the Masters. Jordan Spieth, Rory McIlroy, Adam Scott, Tony Finau, Justin Rose. Okay. One Adam of, Scott feels like a rando to throw in there. Yeah, I just threw it in there. Okay. Uh, at least <laughs> one Adam, of those Adam five. Yeah, a lot of people are being safe this I week, think huh? Was, huh? A lot uh, of people Adam, like, but you just pick like four of the best players in the world, and then Adam Scott, who Hold used on. to be one of the best players in the world, but uh, Adam Scott's thirty-six right now in the world ranking. Okay, I mean, so but like, not, there's, a, but there's only like seventy players at this time. Yeah, but one right? of five or ninety of five. Spieth could fall okay. apart. Spieth could fall apart. Spieth is collapsed. Putting. If, his, if his putting is on, he will contend. If he does not, he will be cut. I thought he was going to be great. I was yeah. wrong. Look at me at my golf takes. Jordan Spieth. Um. Okay. Write this down. First of all, this uh this next prediction uh, this next prediction is presented by our friends at Chill Boys and ChillBoys.com. So. We're talking about the most comfortable underwear that the three of us have ever put on. I have gotten rid of all of my non-Chill Boys underwear. Give me one word to describe how Chill Boys generally make you feel this week. Uh, ecstatic. Performing. I'm performing. Mm. I'm going to say smooth. Smooth. Like jazz. 
smooth jazz. Yeah, like Sade, smooth operator in my bamboo fabric. Smooth operator. You can find them online at chillboys.com. They are a Minnesota-based company, and they care about one thing and one thing only, your your comfort, chillboys.com. Also, a shout-out to our friends at Mayo Clinic Square. So speaking about the region down there, Mm -hmm. all right, guys, if you're looking for some help with your men's health, Mayo Clinic is accepting new patients. So if it's anything to do with, you know, needing to see a urologist, doesn't matter if you're in your 30s like me, entering your 30s like Dex, or if you're like 75 like Judd, uh, you should be saying, just kidding, that's Judd's, ignoring, Judd's not quite that old. I'm very, very focused right now. Don't worry about it. But if there's any men's health related things that you would like a consultation for, you can stop by Mayo Clinic, well, Rochester, obviously, but the new Mayo Clinic uh, square in downtown Minneapolis is also accepting patients. Menshealth.mayoclinic.org. That's menshealth.mayoclinic.org. All right. Justin Thomas will win the Masters. It'll be his first okay. green jacket. He has a PGA Championship win in 2017, and he finished fourth in the Masters in 2020. But this dude's been knocking on the door for a long time. He is due. He will win one at some point. It will be this weekend. Justin Thomas will don right. the green jacket. Write it down. Mm-hmm. I like it. All right. Uh, Bud Cave Steven with his final prediction. Hey, guys. Back again for my third and final prediction here. Just want to show you a couple of new signs I got here. Here's one of my background I recently acquired. Uh, I'll head over here just to give you a couple quick showings here of someone's I've acquired here in the last few months. There's another one and another one there. Uh, yep, still going on it, uh, still working on it, you know, and uh, always acquiring Budweiser. Sorry, Judd, again, you know, I know you love your surly. Uh, anyway, you know, finally get to make a wrestling prediction with you guys. I hope you watched Mania last night. Uh, you know, I did. Uh, so Got to throw in a wrestling prediction just for the fun here for, uh, you know, Mackie and uh, Declan here. So uh, write this down. Third and final prediction will be simple as this. Uh, Roman Reigns is the new man, you know, of the company. Uh, he will be at least universal champion for at least 700 days. Write that down. Again, just want to say thank you to you guys for having me on again. I've always been a big fan. I'm going to continue to support you guys on Twitter. I'm always going to defend you against the, the Twitter trolls, uh, Kirk stands, whoever it may be. Hey, I'm always, I always got your back, you guys. So uh, look, keep doing what you guys are doing. Love the content as always. And uh, keep on keeping on. See you guys soon. Thanks. Boom. Bud Cave, Steven, man. Thanks awesome. for the support. Love, like, those signs are badass. Dude, where That's are you getting cool. those signs? Are you just, like, heisting them from dive bars oh, and he, stuff? Like, where are you getting he, those? He must He must pay a lot, too. Those things aren't going to be cheap. Yeah. I mean, those are huge Budweiser he the, he, he must have the money coming in. That's all i got to say. Is, man. Good just for him. dumping all of his savings into uh, those awesome Budweiser signs. So, And then and also giving the proper respect to uh, to Surly, which keeps us supported on Purple Dailies. So yeah. That. No, you know what? It's fine. It's fine. We all enjoy beer. That's the most important thing. <laughs> we do. All right, uh, Judd, you're third and final here. All right, my third and final prediction. I'm going back to baseball for this one. Um, Bobby Witt Jr. of the Kansas City Royals, their hot prospect, who's going to start the season with them, will win the American League Rookie of the Year. Yeah, that dude's so, a so he's the he's the Seattle's number one. got one. Detroit's got one or two. There's some hot commodities here. But I'm going to go with Bobby Witt Jr. for the AL Rookie of the Year. I believe according to MLB, so there's like, for prospect rankings, there's MLB, Baseball America, and there's a couple other ones. But 
Uh, he is the number one prospect in all of baseball, according to MLB.com's pipeline. So, yeah, the Ro- it's funny. Like, the Royals, they get really bad for stretches, but then, you know, like, they won the World yeah. Series, <laughs> you know, yeah. whatever, 2013. So, American, the AL Central has some stud young players, though, between Detroit and Kansas Just City. Studs. Studs. Stud. Well, and Chicago, too. The White yeah. Sox have some great young talent. Stud. Studs. All right, Declan, your third and final prediction here. All right, I'll go, I'll, I will go to the baseball well here. Um, write this down. The Twins will be 500 or above by next week's. Write that down. Okay. So the Twins are scheduled to play five games. So either they're going to be 500 or they won't be 500. However, in the event of inevitable rainouts, snowouts, weather delays, I want to be safe here. But I will still say the Twins will be at least 500 by next week's. Write that down. All right. And it's pretty likely that they're going to, like, we're not going to do this whole thing on Thursday where it looks like it's going to be just a disaster, right? Like, they're yeah. probably going to move opening day. That's why you yeah, have the Friday will. opening to just yeah. move it. So we'll see what happens. Uh, and I'll close out with a Twins prediction here for prediction number three. It's a parlay. It's a Miguel Sano parlay. It's a okay. good and a bad here for Miguel Sano. So when May 1st arrives, Miguel Sano will already have racked up at least 35 strikeouts, which is one and a half per game, which is a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be a 240 strikeout pace for a season somewhere in there, if he had, somewhere in that ballpark. So uh, a 30, 35 strikeouts when May 1st arrives. And on the good side, he'll have at least five home runs over that period as well. So I'm not I'm okay. not all negative on Miguel Sano. He's going to hit some bombas, but uh, our guy's been pretty crappy in his career in April and May. He's a he's a warm weather hitter. Yeah, the average goes up in June, July. the The productivity, the so OPS the goes up. Listen, he's in the best shape of his life. I don't know what more you're trying to ask from him. Okay, she often shows it's, up. It's for like the fifth time. Shape. But listen, he's... Yep. <laughs> it's those post game spreads that get to our guy. I can't blame him, man. Those major league post game spreads yeah, they're, are they're unreal. They got good I mean, I've never had one though. Like, they look but they got the healthy fun. food. They got the healthy food. They got the personal chefs back there. They're making good stuff for you. I don't know, man. I remember, and it's been oh, it's been like nine years since I was like regularly in the Twins clubhouse covering the beat. But I remember there were some post game catered meals where it was like lobster mac and cheese and oh, <laughs> cornbread. You know, it wasn't like they were serving. Now that was also a previous Twins regime, but they weren't exactly eating like kale and celery for. A post-game meal. Valley Sports North had a big feature last year on all the healthy options that are now available in the clubhouse. Lobster Mac, everyone say. Or like kale salad. Shape. Oh, boy. Look at the twins eat. All right. Well, that's a wrap here. Write that down. When are you guys going to admit that you were wrong? Every single Wednesday on Mackie and Judd. When are we going to manipulate the system is the question. (laughs) When are you guys going to admit you manipulated the system? Well, that's every week, too. Every Wednesday. Also, uh, don't forget, we are going to hold a night one of the NFL draft party, a surly purple daily draft party on Thursday, April 28th. And for people asking, well, how much does it cost or how do I get tickets? You just show up and you hang out, and you drink the Before I Die Pale Ale that's going to be available one night only. We'd love to see you. We want to meet as many people as possible. We're going to be doing our show for like four or five hours on YouTube live from Surly. So come hang out with us. Mark your calendars, and uh, and come cheers one, two, or ten drinks with us. Mackie and Judd, write that down. See you guys tomorrow. 
This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. At the Home Depot, we have the tools for you to give the gift of a smarter home with savings on top brands like the Google Hub, a command center for your smart devices that raises the IQ of your entire home, or the Nest Learning Thermostat that helps you conserve energy and save on your bill. And if you don't know what to get, gift cards are a smart gift no matter what they get. So this year, gift smarter with savings on tools to make your holiday magic. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.